One Sunday morning, while their parents were out, Regina and Cher woke Cinderella and pulled her out of bed before she could protest. Cinderella, they whined in unison, we have something for you to do today. When didn't they? It had become a routine for Cinderella to do the morning chores. We want you to scrub the pans, Regina said, walking into the kitchen and pointing at a rickety tower of dirty pans. Funny, they'd been cleaned yesterday before Cinderella retired for the night. Vacuum the rug, Cher continued, gesturing to the plush rug that covered most of the living room floor. It was covered in a thin layer of wood chips and sawdust. Then when you're done with all that, you need to make us breakfast and clean the gutters. Cher held back a giggle as Regina presented her younger sister with a single orange toothbrush. It looked like it was brand new, fresh from its plastic packaging. It wasn't even electric. This drawer was the most unusual of the bunch. Then again, her sisters got a real kick out of sending her out to higher planes. Okay, Cinderella said to herself. Better get started then. First, she fired up the vacuum and started to suck up the wood chips. Occasionally, she would step on them and they would cut into her feet. Cinderella tried to distract herself from the splinters in her feet by humming softly. Thankfully, her sisters didn't seem to notice over the noise of the vacuum. They were too busy chattering about new gossip or how much they disliked Cinderella. Normally, it was whichever one they thought of first that day. While she worked, Cinderella wrapped her hand around the locket on her neck. Normally, it reflected the temperature of her body, so today it was slightly warm. At times, it would grow so hot that it burned into her skin. Her collarbone was dotted with burn marks. She had no memory of getting the locket. It had simply always been there. The damn thing didn't even open, no matter how hard Cinderella tried to pry it open with her fingers or even a small penknife she found in the kitchen. After years of trying to see what was inside, she had given up and accepted the fact that it didn't open. It was golden, engraved with carved lines on the border, hanging on the delicate chain around her neck. She kept it hidden under her shirt so her family didn't steal it from her. After all the wood chips were in the vacuum, Cinderella switched it off. Her sisters were in the kitchen, talking, waiting for their breakfast. Cinderella stood silently at the sink and turned on the faucet, letting out a stream of warm water. The bibbidi bobbidi boo made the task of scrubbing the pans pretty easy, and her arms were toned from years of scrubbing things unnecessarily. The combination thereof resulted in the pans sparkling clean only ten minutes later. She put them all in the cabinet and shut it. The noise of the door shutting bounced off the walls. Cher looked up from their conversation. Look who's back, she sneered. Regina looked up from the magazine the girls were pouring over. Now I'm starving. What's for breakfast? asked Cher, clearly ready to make Cinderella's life harder. Regina sensed Cher's intention and chimed in. Or would you rather clean the gutters first? Well, I was going to make pancakes, Cinderella said, but Cher cut in. No, no, I don't want pancakes today. Cinderella sighed and tried again. I could make bacon and eggs, but then again. Cher interrupted. Bacon's too fatty. I want something healthy. We have some leftover pork sausage. Don't you get it? Regina snapped. God, Cinderella, sometimes I think you're as dumb as a brick. Cinderella stopped and took a long, deep breath. She had to learn over the years to take abuse from her family. There was no point in fighting it forcing her skin to be thick when all it wanted was to break an ongoing test. I can make some egg whites with spinach. With tomato juice, Cher demanded, freshly squeezed, Regina added. Cinderella knew very well that they didn't grow very many tomatoes in their garden. If there were some, they wouldn't be as fat and juicy as their sisters wanted. However, her sisters never went into the garden, unless they were kicking dirt into Cinderella's clothes and occasionally into her mouth. Cinderella pulled her hair into a ponytail and went outside. 
praying that the tomatoes in the garden would satisfy her sister's greedy needs. The air was thick with a strange fog. The house was dark most of the time, but this fog felt different than the usual kind. It was thicker and threatened to choke Cinderella. She decided to hurry and get the tomatoes so she could retreat back inside. Besides, taking longer gave her sisters more time to think of other horrible tasks for her to do. The tomatoes were nice, ripe bread and felt bulbous in her palms. With a simple yake, they fell into her hands with a satisfying plop. When her arms were full, Cinderella went back inside. Luckily, the girls were still distracted by their magazine. Cinderella made quick work of their making their breakfast, washing and cutting the spinach and tomatoes, frying the egg whites and blending the tomato juice. She poured it into two tall glasses and served the egg whites in the prettiest way she could. Regina and Cher both sipped the juice and chewed a bit of the egg. They didn't complain at all, which Cinderella took as a good sign. She decided to make a run for it while they weren't in a terrible mood. But before she could retreat into her attic, Regina called out for her. Just a moment, Cinderella. We have one more thing for you to do. Just one. That didn't seem likely. Halfway up the stairs, Cinderella turned around and started back down. What is it? We want you, Regina told her, to clean the gutters. Didn't you already? Ah, uh-uh, Cinderella, don't be rude, Cher chided. in. Wherever are your manners? I didn't learn any, she thought bitterly, because I grew up here. And here's what you're scrubbing them with. Regina handed her the toothbrush from earlier, still in that damned plastic package. Remember this? Cinderella bit her lip. All her life she'd been told, be nice, Cinderella, be good, Cinderella, be kind, Cinderella. She went to touch her locket, but stopped herself. All right, let me get started. The day suddenly got very sharp and very cold rather quickly. The wind threatened to seep permanently into Cinderella's bones and clink together, like some sort of demented wind chime. Cinderella ripped the toothbrush free from its package and dropped it into the overgrown grass. Cutting the grass was a detestable chore, but who else would do it? Miss Irene? As she was climbing up the ladder, a car came down the winding road. The headlights turned to the brightest setting. Miss Irene was home. That explained the sudden dangerous weather change.